It's Sports Arena. It's Extreme Rewind. And the wave of heat is finally upon us as we look at Heat Wave 1998. This is, of course, Extreme Rewind. Cut the fucking (laughs) Oh, Extreme Rewind. (laughs) Normally, we look at ECW Hardcore TV from Episode 1 all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. That is relevant because this is a pay-per-view. Not just any pay-per-view. This could maybe be the pay-per-view. It really could. It really could. But this could be peak ECW. It's it's feeling like that. Um, you got yourself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. How are you doing, Jay? Um, it's been a long day. It's been a long week. It's been a long month already. It's been a long year already. Um. I've given up caffeine for a charitable cause for January. It was a really bad fucking idea. Um, but this was impressive. This this energized me in a way that nothing in January has been able to do. So um yeah, this is this is this is the one. I I feel spoilers that it's lived up to the hype that I gave it um going in. And that's my review. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll speak to you. Okay. Um, yes, man. So this is August the 2nd, 1998. Crazy cards. A lot going on. Um, I think venue size, this feels exactly where ECW should be. Yeah. Obviously, we saw last week we did the old, the old dismember to forget. And... Um, we said about you know the bigger venues, WWE, and all this. And this this is a completely different everything. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think um, the only way we can really do is just dive into it. Otherwise, we'll just let's do it. Let's let's talk it. about the, the the brilliance that is on the most part. There's a couple that are like, oh. but still, the brilliance that is. Heat Wave 98. So Joe Styles is in the ring as most pay per views start. Like so, Shane Douglas and Francine are welcomed to the ring as he basically said they were going to be guest commentators on here. We found out Hardcore TV last week. And, um, yeah, they basically just said here to call the show. Francine gets her usual chance. So, a couple of things from this from me. Um, the first one is, I mean, Francine looks amazing. You know, looks absolutely incredible. Um, is is beautiful is sassy is is you know everything um again the bit for me that that they do so well is um shane douglas opens the ropes francine climbs through he kind of then hangs over the ropes she gives him a kiss and he collapses on the floor cracking his chest because she's just that breathtaking and that amazing that he's just, you know, she's, she's almost stopped his heart with a kiss because she's so, so amazing. And again, the fact that she was on such a pedestal from him and he then in turn was, you know, the, the pinnacle because she's the hottest girl of the world and she's mine just worked so well between them. You know, it, it, it still is the absolute heartbeat for me for, for those two is just this whole kind of, they make them each other just bigger every single time. And even on a silly little point like that, they make themselves, they make each other bigger. Um, and I, yeah, just, just still the bit that, you know, going back and watching through, it just still resonates with me. The point for me that the franchise really clicked was when Francine came on board and they just skyrocketed. A hundred percent. I mean, he had a few valets before this, but nothing really, like I said, came close to making. I mean, it Sherry work. was Sherry was good in her own way. Sherry might be too big a character, though. Uh, yeah, especially at that point for franchise, because that was, um, you know, initially coming out of whatever it was that you know the, the fantastic Shane Douglas or whatever it was when he walked in for the first time. Um, and so, also, I feel like she was very much from the cartoony sort of WWE. So when Shane Douglas was shooting and ragging on Ric Flair and all these others, I don't think she knew how to handle it. When Francine didn't really have any 
She was. It felt more. Sherry was sort of sitting there thinking, "Wow, I don't really want to burn bridges here. I don't want to get caught." Uh, up yeah. It, well, it always felt awkward because it felt like they were trying to do a Ric Flair thing with him. Yeah. With um, and you know, she she already been a valet for and a manager for half of those and she would we'd go on to and we knew that so it all felt a little bit weird in regards to you know we've already seen her on the arm of the likes of Ted DiBiase and, and Macho Man and Ric Flair and all the rest of it so it's there to give him a kudos and bring him up to that level but then just feels quite weird for her then to be you know joining in even if it's just like nodding um as as that goes through, so it, yeah, it's very odd. Yeah, but um, yeah, like we said, Francine is the perfect match, and it's almost like he's in love with her, and she's in love with the belt. It comes across that sort of, I mean, like she wants to be with the world champ, kind of. Like if he lost the belt, it'd very much be like you need to get that belt back. They sort of that yeah. sort of. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a loyalty to them and all the rest of it, but yeah, there is a kind of almost like it's um, uh, she's in love with the prestige that that being the champion. I, I mean, it is it's the head cheerleader and the quarterback jock in the sense of you know the 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 this prestige is what I am here for and that power couple style thing. Um, and I realise that we've been talking for six minutes about the colour commentator coming into the ring. But I, I, I loved it. And then the other point was, um, the joke of this was, uh, uh, Joey Styles said, uh, you know, his franchise says, oh, you're looking sharp, Joey. And he goes, oh, I've got a new suit. It's double-breasted like Francine. And um, uh, Francine says, oh, best, it didn't cost 6,000 bucks like these. And then kind of motivates him, or he motivates her or something, <laughs> um, which was like a really weird. And it's, it's amazing that, you know, even with his new suit, still doesn't fit. It's due spurt, though. It'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, but, you yeah, know, it was, like I said, simple, but a great little sort of start. We then got our first match, which was Just Incredible versus Jerry Lynn, which obviously we sort of found out recently they were having their best of summer series, which wasn't really explained until, say, the tag match, I yeah. think. This was the thing. With the tag match where we joined, where it was an elimination tag, but we joined after the other two had been eliminated. <laughs> of course. But um, yeah, yeah so, we, so we found out this is the best of series. And I thought that's fine. It, it makes sense why we're seeing it a lot. Um, we have seen it a lot, but there was a different like vibe with it on this pay-per-view. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's because it was a different crowd um, or what it was, but it did, it did feel different. I thought it was their best one yet. Um, I did. And I felt like they knew they were on pay per view, and they they went out there and did a pay per view performance. Yeah, you were. and even the MacGuffin stuff that we knew was coming of Nicole Bass getting involved, and Chastity getting involved, and Jason getting involved—all all the stuff we've seen over and over again—it didn't feel quite as as um, uh, overdone as it has done previously. So yeah, I thought this was the best one yet. In fact. Yeah, watching this match i thought you know as you know we, we recommend a match at the at the thing and it's been a long day and i'll come into that in a minute but um i was watching this thinking that you know this might be my recommendation for for match to watch it changes a lot right yeah well speaking of matches to watch as a little bonus for this um a little ditty called the wrestling as urban newsletter I know his rankings for all these matches. Oh. So, obviously, out of five, what do you think this match got? Would have been eight in the Tokyo Dome. Um, <laughs> three and a quarter? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Three and a quarter? <laughs> yeah. This is a fun game. <laughs> 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 I do not know. I've just guessed randomly. I've added on a quarter star because Meltzer annoys me with his sort of like, you know, what the fuck is a quarter star match? But okay. Um, so I've added a quarter because it's a Meltzer thing. And yeah, that turns out that was right. Okay. Good. I might yeah, quit so, while I'm ahead on that. 100% record. Let's stop. Well, obviously, we'll be going through for um, all the matches. couple of shockers, not going to lie. But. Um, as yeah, in they were ranked cool. higher than you thought or lower than you thought? Uh, you'll find out. 
But oh, um, fuck you. yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's no point me telling you now, is there? Now, one of, one of the rankings was a lot, 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 lot lower than I expected. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um, so with that match, the, the finish was basically a, a that's incredible off the second rope. Was second it? rope, yeah. Second rope, which is ridiculous. And um, yeah, he wins and wins the series. And it's fair to win the series. It's not like a Tommy Dreamer win the series. This has been a back and forth. They've both had wins. Yes. So, yes, and it was very clever. I don't know at which point they decided to turn this into a a summer series rather than just kind of like, and they keep having the same matches. Um, I I don't I don't think it was at the beginning that they decided, and they're going to have a series of matches. Um, I, I just thought it was they they had a match on Hardcore TV. Um, the match went really well. Neither of them were doing anything, and you thought, hold on, if we can get a little sank out of these two, we could probably make two stars instead of one. I do still appreciate the fact that they reference that, you know, Jerry Lynn has been underestimated and undervalued in every wrestling organisation he's been in, including ours. But it's such a great way to um, push someone. It's almost like a classier job squad. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a beautiful way of going, holy shit, have we slept on this guy? You wait. Yeah. And, and it automatically gives you that kind of, you know, bona fide, maybe he's actually quite good then. Because, you know, if they turn around and said, this guy is amazing, and you're going to see them going, but he's, I've, I've watched him lose to everyone. So that kind of like, you know, actually, we may have underestimated this guy. It was just a very, it felt like a very refreshing. And again, it's that kind of shoot style well, it's like thing. breaking down the full fall without being yeah. too embarrassing, and it's not, yeah. you know, Jerry Lynn, real name, Jeremiah. I mean, it's not. It's We're going to see the great stuff out of him now. The bookers decide to push him. Yeah, basically, but it's um, yeah, it was, it was done in a classy way. Um, next up, we have Lance Storm versus Chris Candido. Candido still got the ear guard on. He brings out Tammy Linsic, uh Sunny with him. Uh, for an okay reaction, it's hard to tell because the music is dubbed. But um, yeah, wasn't expecting her to be here. Um, uh, no, uh, and uh, Styles sells it as the biggest kind of like I don't know mind game coup that he's managed to pull off having Sitch with him. It makes sense, bearing in mind that she's at the heart of the the feud, in essence if you can remember that far back. Yeah, it was. It was the beginning because um, it was jealousy, wasn't it? So it sort of, I guess, made sense that came back to us. I want to say the end of the feud, but I doubt it's over. No, it's, it's not. Probably just gonna, it's going <laughs> to... So... Knowing who's introduced next. No, it's not. Oh, of course. Yeah, it just all came back to me. Um... Yeah, but for this chapter, and it made sense that she's back because of yep. what happened next. Uh, the match itself, didn't mind it at all. I, I think they've had a couple of matches. This might be my favourite between them. Same. Again and again, I'm watching this going, do you know what? This could be the match I recommend. Um, it just, I mean, you know, we've we've just had you know such a revelation watching candido in his ecw prime um we know lance storm's incredible because we saw that kind of at the end of his run um in in ecw um but uh yeah just they they just work so well together um you know it, massively it, and the the blonde bombshell still just I just, it just is one of my favourite finishes. Yeah, visually, it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, I I have issues with it on a technical point about the setup of it. This one, to a degree, exactly. made sense, yeah. but um, yeah, no, it's 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 a great finisher, and it's one that you, I mean, you can see why like WWE didn't want to do it because if you've got you know, some people doing power bombs as their finish, then him doing a power bomb off the top rope is a little bit OTT 
on it. Well, exactly. So you've got like your your main event guy, and like Nash, his sort of finisher is just like a, a power bomb. But you know, it is a jackknife uh, power bomb. This is true. A quote unquote mid card guy is doing the same move from the top rope, yeah. and you sort of thing. It's the CM Punk Pepsi lunge thing, isn't it? Yeah, and and there's a ceiling of who he can hit it on. I mean, yeah. if you if you were to move up, Bam Bam's not getting hit by this. Mike Awesome's not getting hit by this. I mean, there's a ceiling, and that's sort. I of... mean, we'll, we'll come to it in a minute, but I, I think Mike Awesome would try. I think Mike Awesome <laughs> would want it. He's a, he's a he's a crazy man, but yeah, like so we'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, so Candido picked up the win again. Another great match. I totally agree with Jay. I sort of went through. This is going to be the match I recommend um, for getting the card. Yeah, so, exactly that. And that's that's me, me blaming the long day and the tiredness and all the rest of it. I forgot what was coming on this card. Um, the um, the only bit on this match that didn't make sense to me is I don't understand. So um, uh, Storm's got him beat, goes up to the top. Um, the referee's been knocked out. Sitch runs in, pushes Storm, uh, crotches him on the top rope, which sets up for the blonde bombshell in a little while, which is great. But the referee recovers, sees Sitch in the ring, grabs her top, which means when he's then bumped by Candido for reasons. Oh, because the powder went in the eyes. That's why he couldn't see. But So Candido tries to roll up the referee. Um, in doing so, the referee pulls her top off, basically, down. Um, yeah. Which means she then has to cover up, and she has to have the ja- the suit jacket to cover up, and all the rest of it. I don't understand why the top had to come off, other than for in the purest world titillation. Um, Extreme. It didn't. It didn't contribute to the end. So yeah, if it was, I understand that if it's then Candido desperately trying to cover his wife's fiance's. Gets up or... and then gets caught because he's distracted. Yeah, exactly. You know that that makes sense to me. Uh, or you know, even um, Storm gets an eyeful and that distracts him. You know, all of those things yeah. I can see playing in. But it was it was a it was a she's lost her top spot for the sake of losing her top. Just a way to get the crowd to pop again and almost sort of get them to sort of rise up. I guess sort of during the match. Um, then we heard there was an incident in the parking lot earlier on yes. New Jack's out there just well this leads to probably one of my favourite bits on the show to be honest uh, so we're out in the parking lot New Jack's out there Jack Victory comes up he confronts him outside they start fighting fight, fighting fighting those Dudley, Dudley's <laughs> probably those Dudley's turn up um, start kicking the shit out of New Jack which lead to Bulls and Axel, and eventually Cronus, what a great tag team partner he is. He eventually emerges and helps out. Um, New Jack gets beaten up, and it leads to, even though he's not really from Newcastle, I can still consider him a national treasure. Um, Axel Rotten on the floor, <laughs> screaming for help in what could be my recommendation of the show. Yeah. Maybe it won't be. Yeah, no. I, just, it... I, lo- I love, I don't know what is about his promos because he's not doing anything wrong. <laughs> he, he's, he's fully embracing the character and getting involved with it. For some reason, like, would someone get some goddamn help out here? I a goddamn oh. doctor. Yeah, I mean, he Thank is, you. he is, um, it's very <laughs> funny because as much as he is meant to be, you know, punk and, you know, all about, you know, and, and then into kind of like the, the, the kind of the goth metal kind of new metal stuff and, and all that as much yeah. as he's meant to be all of that there's something about axel rotten that is so very spinal tap and 100 and and his overacting on all of this is just so brilliantly spinal tap in every single point 100 percent. and the thing is like when he's in the ring and matches you know he he's he's a bad mofo i mean he's a chair swinging he, he's yep had a lot of um, brutal matches. And you know he hears you, Daddy. Baseball bat. And that's the thing. His promos, for some reason, he he could be my favourite promo for like... Not good reasons, reasons, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I just think his promos, his sort of massive acting is just hilarious. I can't get enough of it. 
I just as soon as I saw him talking, I rewound it and watched it again. I mean, he I doesn't really disappoint did. in any segment, and need some goddamn help out here. He's not, you know, he, he's a decent wrestler. He's not great, but he's decent. You know, he's he's had some really good matches. Um, his promos are always captivating. Maybe not for the right reason, but they're always he he never disappoints. So with this all in mind, I've got to ask you: Are you disappointed that we didn't get to see the dark match of Balls and Axel versus the FBI? Um, I am, unless they taped it and they use it for hardcore TV. Oh, that's a good business. point. We might be able to see that still. Let's keep an eye. Join us next week. When uh, we hope to see Balls and Axel versus the FBI. On the fallout of this amazing show. But yeah, no, like we said before, um, they should do that. And hopefully they do. So yeah, so um, new Jack, uh, Jack Victory is not happening now. So that's a shame. Uh, we well, I mean, from... New Jack's been beaten up so badly that I hope he's all right. Well, he's been taken to an ambulance. New, uh, well, we assume, we assume, you know, with with the goddamn doctor coming. <laughs> with the doctor. Uh, RVD and Sabu promo. RVD basically says, you're welcome for getting on the pay-per-views. He's got opponents tonight. And basically, he kept saying Hakushi, which obviously is um, his WWE name. Yeah. But he's sort of like, Hakushi. And every time Fonzie's like, bless you. And I don't know. <laughs> It's just so silly, but it just was like it, it. I don't know if it was them trying to say the name without getting done by copyrights. I guess no. I mean they've 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 basically been lent them, haven't they? I mean it's it's um. I think it is just a piss take, isn't it? So it, yeah, it, it, just, it's just them making themselves laugh. Yeah, and it was just um, it was. It wasn't the Hakushi and a sneeze. It was just it was just a bless you every time from Fonzie. <laughs> it was just like so tired. We just thought we do go bless you, and um, yeah, so that's happening. Uh, in another match of the night contender, yeah, Mike Awesome takes on Masato Tanaka again. My notes basically say crazy match, just crazy, crazy, crazy. yeah. So um. Mike Awesome came out to his normal theme music. I think this is a dub. I think they have this music and they are using it as an overdub. I don't think he used this music here. I think he was still coming out to the zoo. Mm. I, I mean, I, I love this fun. song, so I, you know, it, it it made it even more for me because you know it's just an incredible song. Um, yeah, and I think um, also um, when he comes out on TV, he came out to this on Hardcore TV as well. I was trying to remember if he did, and that's the bit I was struggling on. This one I noticed, and I, I was trying to remember if he did because I don't remember noticing it before. Yeah, no, he did. Um, and um, yeah, I think they must, W must have dubbed it on. There must be a deal where they, they struck the rights for it or something because, yeah, I'm sure. Because when he won the world title, this wasn't his song yet. He got this song after he became world champion. So this doesn't even exist yet. Mm. So, yeah, it's something they've done. Yeah, I mean, a crazy match. Just, I mean, these two just kill each other. Um... And uh, from an outside, you can think, oh, um, crazy spot fest kind of thing. But there was, there was a good story to the ending that I actually liked. That it was Mike Awesome being obsessed with putting Masato Tanaka for a table to the outside yeah. is what cost him the match. It yeah. was an obsession of him trying to like kill him, for lack of a better term. Do you know what I mean, yeah. that was his downfall. And that's what I really enjoyed. He, he kept picking him up. Um, uh, he kept sort of wiggling out. He tried again. He, he sort of wiggled out. And that's how he sort of got caught with a Roy and Ever. He eventually was put through himself, which was um, just pure insanity. Yep. And looked a really nasty bump on his neck. Really did, yep. So, um, that happened. But, um, yeah, then we got Tornado DDT onto a chair and he picked up the win. My biggest thing that I took from this is, one, I didn't realise how much ECW was behind... Masato Tanaka at the beginning, he was really brought in as like a big player. It feels like 
And two, I didn't realise how many wins he had over Mike Awesome early doors. Mm. I felt like he always lost to Mike Awesome. Yeah, it, it was far more even than I remember it being. It is though, isn't it? It yeah. really sort of, I just, I know because obviously because when Awesome gets the belt, I know, you know, spoiler, they sort of chop and change a little bit with the belt. But at this point, I just, I just don't know. I just assumed that Mike Awesome just won majority of them. So I, I was, I was impressed that he's beat him again. After we saw him obviously beat, sort of win the battle but lose the war kind of thing on TV. Yeah, he very much sort of won this. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, but um, I like the fact that it was mainly because Olsen fucked himself. Yeah, it, it was. It was, you know, an understanding of you have to do something special to put Tanaka down. Um, but that then led to an obsession of instead of taking your opportunity there, instead of taking it, it was that kind of you know searching for the perfect ending kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean that was great, and it was. An incredibly good match. It's it's a hard watch at points in with you yeah. know twenty twenty one sensibilities and under knowing oh. understanding now what we know about CTE and stuff like that. Um, but um, I mean, awesome can move for a big man, and, and we know and we, we we know it so very well. But um, looks just so comfortable on the top rope. Just looks so comfortable in you know the multiple power bomb spots and all the rest of it. Just just such an incredible performer you can understand why he's pissing people off in regards to the old school mentality of you're a big man what are you doing flying um but yeah he's oh, cool. he's, he's and, got... um i was gonna say another standout that i had in this match out of all the matches this was my favorite shane douglas on commentary match i think he did really well in this match because he was getting annoyed yeah. with my course and for the time wasting and i think that added so much value to it it's just like yeah it really kind of wrapped up the story exactly he stated before that he thought Masako Tanaka was a contender because he's on this streak and all this and I kind of felt like he was enjoying the fact that Alton was going to beat him because it would knock Masato Tanaka out of contention yeah and he's not his unbeaten whatever he's lost now he can sort of disappear sorry mate you've lost you're back back to the pile you go but he was getting really sort of irate, the fact like, just pin him, just pin this guy, just pin him, kind of. And it was almost this extra value he had to this match. And I, I thought it added. I agree. Sort of, I uh, agree. And, you know, about that, that thing of it's win. the first time we've seen him, you know, not get straight back up. It's the first time you've, you, we've seen that you've hurt him, follow up, do something. Um, mm. Yeah. And it was, it was the it was the wrestler's eyes, which is, is one of the things that sometimes we're missing in the sense of you have Joey doing the, the play by play, but who's telling the story, who's telling the, the, the bits throughout. So yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, yeah. Watched it and thought this could be my recommendation for match of the night. <laughs> um, Taz promo basically saying tonight is the night. Um, Put over the belt, basically saying he's the only champ that means anything. Not Austin, not Goldberg, not Tyson. Weird bringing Tyson into this, but um, yeah. So this belt means thank you again now. I yeah, I mean it was really weird because you know this is the belt that matters. None of the other belts matter because all the rest of them are stupid. N- you know, none of the other champions are real, and I was expecting him to go on about Shane Douglas and Rob Van Dam. But instead, he went Austin yeah. Goldberg Tyson. Yeah, I mean, it's always been um, a thing that they do, where I understand them doing it, but it, you almost—I don't know—I suppose it was different here because the Monday Night Wars and everyone was watching everything. But it, sometimes you just think, why you don't want to shout too much about the other programs, kind of. Yeah, but then that's my ECW call. Maybe calling out the other programs when sort of Bischoff occasionally did it with Vince, but apart from that, no one really acknowledged anyone else. So maybe it was part of ECWs where basically they were just saying, you know, fuck Austin, you come here, I kill you. Mm. Kind of thing. So it's it's weird. It's but, a weird sort of yeah, and 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 that's that's 
fine, and then Tyson. You know, and I, I know it's the, I know it's the you know I'm the baddest man on the planet kind of thing, but yeah, it was just a bit of a weird. It was a bit of a weird flex. Yeah, when, when was Tyson on Raw? Oh, because it can't be. Um, I want to say ninety-seven. Uh, Tyson Austin brawl on Raw. Right, so March nineteenth of nineteen ninety-eight was yeah nineteenth yeah, of January nineteen ninety-eight. So the WrestleMania would have been just a so few just months to go. Yeah, which would have been thirteen, which would have been Austin Bret Hart. That's what we're coming out of. Um, and obviously next year will be if... Austin Mike. What's that? Is that right? If he, if he, if he's debuting at that time, is it? Does he go away and come back from it? I thought he was kind of. What um, Tyson? Yeah. It, no, when he comes, no, if he. No, the WrestleMania had just gone behind in like '98, but the WrestleMania in um no wait no '98 yeah so no well, no '98 in it yes yeah, so it would have been Austin Sean Austin Sean so, so, so Austin would be the champion at the moment kind of but, okay so that maybe that's yeah. why he's trying with, out with Tyson because Tyson, Tyson is a special enforcer so yeah so that was, yeah, I, was I thought we we're in '97. Um, so that would have okay, been April, so wouldn't makes... it? So we're we're two months away from, two months removed from. Yeah, which is makes sense then because he's hot in the industry. With Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie winning the the WWF Tag Team Championships. Yeah, that was for a night. Yeah, craziness. Um. Yeah, mental. So I guess it's sort of, I understand the connection a bit more now, I guess. Takamishinoku um, won the world heavyweight, uh, the light heavyweight champion. Again, yeah, another against, former. Uh, Luna Vashorn was on the card against Mark Maron Sable. And he's against one of um, S.A. Rios's Papuchillo's different, or was it Aguilera? Aguilera. Aguilera. Uh, yeah, Aguilera. Yeah, which was um, a very, very young S.A. Rios and all that, wasn't it? And Hawk and Animal. Oh, yeah, so this would have been LOD 2000, wouldn't it? Yeah, they debuted in the... Um... With Sunny. Yep. So this is, yeah, Sunny coming to the end of her run. Yeah, Yeah, because they didn't really like... Yeah, so they were in the Battle run. Royal, where they also yeah. had um, uh, Farouk in there, um, uh, the Rock and Roll uh, Express in there, uh, the Brian Headbangers Brian, in Brian, there, yeah. Flash Funk was in there, um, I'm sure Brian Lee and yep. DOA would have been in there. He is. Chains is in there. Bradshaw. Yeah. So, yeah, quite a, a, a an alumni-heavy card. Oh, they were, yeah, massively at this point. Um, yeah, so, yeah, overall, basically, decent promo from Taz. Next one, a promo from the Dudleys. I, I, I don't think the Dudleys verbally did anything wrong on this show. No, um, I mean it was a it was a, oh, a decent promo. It's a little bit cliche at points. It's always hard to tell watching these things because it feels a little bit cliche at points about you know this is our church and this is whatever and this is whatever. Um, and it's hard to tell whether it's cliche because it's been done a million times since. And now that I'm going back and watching it, it feels like it's cliche, although it would have been fairly original at the time, or whether oh, it was cliche I, I like at the it time. I think it works because Devon already had the testify thing yeah. he was doing for the whole time. So it kind of sort of flows into that quite well. And um, just the intensity of these guys is absolutely insane. For people that haven't had the belts or really done a lot, they've sort of been on the backbone until this sort of dreamer thing came up. They're just, yeah, they're really just completely like so comfortable in what they're doing, that they just annihilate people when they're given opportunities like this. Absolutely. And, and, because my thing is, it, in a flip reverse, 
Dreamer, I don't think, was a strong enough promo to respond to this. No, which is annoying because, you know, he's you don't get across the anguish of trying to avenge Bueller because he's just not able to, to communicate that. I mean, the closest we had was his crying promo. Yeah, and again, it's not like Dreamer's not a horrendous promo. It's just, this is just so... It just feels like they're kind of elite at this time. I think maybe Taz potentially could have sort of gone for it. But, um, yeah, the Dudley, some of the stuff they're doing is they're very much like they're stepping away from the pack. Yeah, I think they're, they're heating up, their... they're heating up, aren't they? They, they are, they are. Like later on, we get an in ring promo as well. They just they're stepping into complete heat magnets and they will not stop until they literally like get the reaction they want. But until I mean, they're happens, so hot, so... That the tables are on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have um, Hayabusa and Sinzaki versus RVD and Sabu for the ECW World Tag Team titles. I was a little disappointed by this match. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It was the one. The moment this happened, it was kind of like, oh, shit. Yes, no, I remember why none of the others were going to be my match of the evening. Um, I mean... The, the the thing about this match that I think is important is stepping back and remember and tell yourself this is 1998. Because yeah. obviously now you have matches like Young Bucks, uh, Young Bucks versus the Briscoes. Do you know what I mean, uh, Motor City Machine Gun. Yeah, I mean, that New Japan style influence is far more, isn't it? You know, you, you, you've got this sort of thing going through. So you, you can see these... Yeah, um, that's the thing. Like Red Dragon, yeah. when they were in sort of ROH. I mean, there's there's a vibe where you, you have like craziness. War Machine when they were um, but, running through. Exactly. But here, there's like almost a completely different, like, there wasn't a lot of stuff this wild at this time. Yeah. And, and this was wild. You know, this is even like... There's just so many good bits. Um, so basically, you had like a bit where Sabu sort of had Hayabusa down, RVD sort of like sort of kicked him and almost like taking a piss, like mocking him. It was almost like um, Zaki took offense a, a to this, springboarded off, smashed RVD out of the ring. Then Sabu kind of took offense to that and dived and took him out on the outside. Um, then RVD was getting double teamed on the outside and Sabu launched himself into the crowd to sort of save him. There was just so much just absolute pure insanity. I mean, you could describe it as a bit of a spot fest, but I think that's being a bit dismissive because, the you know, the, the how they paced up, how they built it up, how they played in the fact that, you know, uh, Shinzaki and Hayabusa um, have been rivals. They've been teammates. They've they've done the you know. There's there's just such an echo to the RVD and Sabu situation. You know, former brass knuckle tag team champions and and all the rest of it. There's, there's just such parallels between the two, yeah. and then stylistically such parallels. And you could see that in the sense of you know the stuff that Shinzaki and Rob Van Dam were doing was was brilliant. You know, a lot of like, um, like fake kicks and follow up kicks kind of thing in regards to, you know, uh, I mean, there was one point and, and it's, it's a fairly simple thing, but Shinsaki goes to kind of do a uh, Irish whip into the corner for RVD. And as he kind of releases him, just lightning quick, uh, jumps up and, and kind of inseguries him in the back of the head. And it was just such yeah. a beautiful out of nowhere, just kind of bang. Um, you know, you had RVD with with one of the first ever kind of, you know, tries for the Inseguri, misses the Inseguri, and then kind of comes back round and catches. Um, and that was the thing. So you had those two, they were very much about, the, you know, the, the, the karate style, that that fast kick style. And then you had the Hayabusa and, and um, Sabu element of, um, you know, everything's a weapon uh, and, and going from it that way. Uh, and it just really worked stylistically. It, you know, it's one of those that could be 
just too similar that it doesn't quite click. But Jesus, they, they and, were just um, amazing. Even small details, we talk about Shane Douglas and the small details. Small details I liked about this is every time there was a big spot, Alfonso jumped up as almost like it was over. Yeah. And that felt noticeable and added to it. But there was one, um, there was an amazing bit where Sabu um, knocked him down and RVD came out of nowhere, turning midair with a frog splash, yeah. which the camera angle was like off, but it added so much because to it. Because it just means he appears. He literally just flew. Yeah. He flew through the screen and you could tell that he had turned midair and you're just like, what the hell? And it was crazy. Um, the ending came when Hayabusa and that was stuck on a table in the middle of the ring. Sabu and RVD did the spot that we saw against Storm, uh, Storm and Candido where they went up separate turnbuckles, um, put them both through for the middle. Sabu pushed RVD off and got the pin and they retained the tag team titles in an outstanding match. Absolutely. Breathtaking. Just breathtaking. Really was. So you kind of left with all that going on and thinking, wow, I'm like exhausted. What do we do now? And then you suddenly realise... You've got two matches, including the event to come. Yeah, and you suddenly got Taz uh, versus Bam Bam Bigelow at Mixed. But automatically, the next two matches feel misplaced. And that's not... You know, it's difficult because I understand why this match is next and the main event is the main event. But, um, and, you know, we've just saying about the Dudleys, you know, doing some amazing stuff, but automatically you kind of feel, well, you know, that's, that's the, the show stolen. So, you know, I've just seen the main event. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is like, I'll, I'll give it, like I said, I thought you think, like I said, the main event, you go, Oh, but they had a really good way of every match suddenly having this big match feel. Like when when this match happened, I was a bit like, oh, okay, I forgot this was here. But um, it suddenly, almost instantly had a really big match feel. And um, I think this was another home run. I, I think this is probably better than their first match. Yep. I, I think... Um, uh, obviously, there were there were suplexes. There was the idea of Taz being able to handle the weight again. Which yeah, I, was, I, um... I have one issue, and it's funny because it's one of those things that was one of the things I really loved watching this originally and watching it back in sequence. I have an issue in the sense that I felt the the falling through the stage spot yeah. was just too much of a copy now I mean um, it felt like the first time they thought we've done a spot and got the whole industry talking and um, I, I feel like this one you could have almost gone the other way where the story was Taz sort of kept suplexing Bam Bam in the same place and Jerry Styles is like, he's trying to put him through the ring. He's trying to put him... I mean, but he couldn't do it, kind of. There could have been another story. But yeah, no, like I said, as the visual is a one-off highlight, um, it will always look amazing going through the ramp. But um, yeah, like, like I said, they didn't have to do it again. They, they've done that. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of unnecessary from um, from that standpoint. But as a visual... It looks crazy. And I did like Taz emerging this time. Basically sprint, jump on his back and hook it in and win. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing, you know, it's playing on the whole, oh my God, it's happened again point. Yeah. Although this time was more of a, it was a little bit more of a, a tornado DDT through the ring kind of yeah. moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the entire thing is meant to be that kind of, oh my God, it's happening again only for, for Taz to then, you know, rally and prevail. Um, but yeah, it, it, it just felt a little bit um, too similar for me. Um, but, you know, the rest of them, you know, not taking away the rest of the match, I thought, again, I agree with you, it, it, I think it was the best year. I, I think everyone just 
raised their game for this pay-per-view. And I don't know what it is about this pay-per-view compared to some of the other ones we've watched, but everyone had that big show mentality on this one. And that's not something you can say about all of their pay-per-views. You can say that about the first one, but not all of their pay-per-views have had that, you know, this is the show, lads. This is where we pull it out kind of thing. Yeah, this this felt like um, a corner. Yeah. This, I mean, obviously, we had ones with um, like Wrestlepalooza and all that. And we love a Palooza. We've established this. But it's sort of, that just, everything about that felt dead. It felt like the card was thrown together. And uh, like we said, ECW are known for generally just announcing two matches kind of going in. This felt like they announced the whole card. Mm. And again, it was it was a different approach because they weren't really ever doing that. I don't really know how much they did it afterwards. No, I but, think afterwards uh, they move away from it again. But um, yeah, yeah but this no. Is, it... This is the first time that like, Joey Styles actually there every week running down the whole card. So I think they really went for it with um, this. Especially, you got to think, there wasn't really a heavyweight. No, your champs um, are commentary. Yeah, which is crazy that you could pull off this without actually having your most important belt on there. And you've only got one unique match. You've only got one match that, you know, never been seen before. The rest of it is, you know, technically, you know, if you look down the card, you're kind of going, well, just incredible and Jerry Lynn. I've seen that. Uh, and- Lance Storm versus Chris Kane. Oh, I've seen that. Uh, Masato um- Taganaka versus, you know, I've seen that. Um, yeah, no, you're right. And also, like, obviously dismissing the FTW belt, you had one title match on this card, which is the taking title match. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which proves, like, with the right matches and the right booking, you you know, titles obviously do mean a lot, but you can still have amazing stuff without it. Yeah. So it's just little details like that. But, I mean, that, Taz does pick up the win. Um, it's the right thing to do. He's now obviously going to continue to move forward in his feud with Shane Douglas. <clears throat> Shane Douglas loses his shit after the match, throws the monitor off the stage, storms off through the crowds. Uh, it worked. Yeah, quite right too. Yeah. It's the best time for him to leave. He wouldn't stay there afterwards. So that all made sense. Main event time. Uh, Dudley's make a long walk to the ring, get in the ring, uh, continue to attack the fans and ECW and Dreamer and everyone alike. But it's good. Uh, Gertner was was great here. Did one of his proper famous, um, kind of cheesy but like funny promos. Devon got involved. Um, Big D Dudley's not six foot seven. <laughs> I don't know what it says, but that's just details. But um, yeah, I thought they were really really strong here yep. in this sort of opening promo, just to get because the problem is Dudley's are so bad that they almost become good. Yeah, you I mean. It's we are firmly in the era of the cool hill, and to actually and they, get that white hot heel heat. Oh, they were like they crossed the line as such so many times that it became perfect. Just their whole everything. So for that, absolutely amazing, in my opinion, with this. So it was good. Um, I liked that the faces all came out together. I thought that was important. Yep. Separate entrances would have sucked. I kind of got annoyed. Obviously, we had the network with the dubbed um, sort of like music because this entrance, because it was quite drawn out for the good guys coming out, it actually felt pretty epic. And I kind of sat there and thought, wow, this match actually almost feels like a big deal here. Because they really waited, they wait for the music to proper sort of kick into like the chorus and everything, and they emerge with ladders and just kind of all stand there, proper taking their time to get to the ring. And it felt again, it had that kind of big match feel. Like you think, shit, this is going down. This is like happening. Even though we've, like you said, we've seen a million variations of this in the last couple of weeks. It's not new, but the way it was kind of delivered, like they were, you really felt they were sort of going to war. Yeah, and it was it was a good um yeah I liked it. It was the small details that I felt really added towards this match because the Dudleys just come out done their thing, Spike come out marching around the ring, 
then Dreamer, then Sandman. They all took ages separately. I think it could have killed this before it got started. Because you just think, oh, here we go again. But I think the idea of them all coming out together with the ladders and they're ready to go, I do think it, it added a bit. Yeah. Might be wrong, though. Um, match itself is everything you'd expect it to be, really. Just a wild brawl. Every time Dreamer did anything, it was for Beulah. Yeah, I mean, of all the matches, I think this is my disappointment of the evening. Um, I, it was the same as the others. Um, the, the best thing about this was the Dudley's entrance and their promo. Um, outside of that, yeah, watch one of the others. Yeah, but, uh, that's the thing. I, I didn't, the problem is with this, like I said, there's nowhere else they can go. There's, there's nowhere else to go with it. They've done every type of street fight you can, just because you suddenly call it like a Dudleyville street fight, it's still a street fight. Like, so there's nowhere... I mean, the, the street must be quite steep, I imagine, that they grew up on, because the street fight weapon of choice seems to be the ladder from the, 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 the face team coming out. So it is this kind of weird, you know, you can fight in anything. It's a street fight. You can bring anything out. I'll have a ladder, please. Okay. <laughs> oh, in ladder. fact... Ladders all round. I mean, yeah. do you not want like one ladder and maybe a baseball bat and maybe a crowbar? No, 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 no. Ladders, please. I mean, it's a street fight. You could, you could, you know, bar up brass knuckles. You can, no, no, ladder, please. Um, and and this thing, it was just, it, it was, it was a meh kind of match for me. It and this and part of that is. It's it's on the top of a um, card that has had just a ridiculous level, um, and it's it's sort of in a positive way. It's an exhausting card because it is so good. Yeah, like you kind of start off with a hot singles match and you go into another hot singles match and you kind of sit there and think, you'd have broken out with a tag team match or something there. And that's like really splitting, but it's sort of like, and then you go to like another yeah, sort of singles I, match. I'm not taking away from how hot the Dudleys are getting and how great their entrance was, but this is not a main event match. It's, it's Storyline-wise, though, it, it's been the main story, so it, it should be the main event match. Is it? I mean, you know, because again, it's dominated the stories though. Because the thing is, RVD has it dominated now, more than than Taz? Has it dominated more than RVD? I suppose Taz Bigelow could have been the main event for the that FTW Championship. I mean, if you want to legitimise a championship, yeah, no, very much so. That could have been the um, yeah, the main event. I agree with that. So uh, yeah, I mean it's it it's fine. I I I didn't need New Jack. Yeah, uh, Jack Victory came out. New Jack returns, and uh, you almost looked like you had a stable born at the end, but it wasn't. Um, you kind of felt like you got a little behind the scenes look of ECW with the Sandman and New Jack walking rounds, giving people sort of some of the bits they'd broken to take home as a souvenir. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't have to see that, but it was nice to see that side of ECW. They all posed on the ladders, the famous ladders, and sort of the show went off. And um, so again, it really yeah, good, but... it's really hard at points to you know that disbelief bit because you know this is real, brother. Apart from this bit, that's not real kind of thing. Um, yeah. So New Jack, when he was calling out, was just in his street clothes. He's then gone yeah. off to hospital and had to be looked after because he got beaten up so bad. So when he returns, he returns in his wrestling outfit. So he's been in the locker room and got changed before coming out. And again, you know, it would have been more impactful if he's in that bloody white T-shirt that he was wearing and stuff like that. And it is that whole kind of, holy shit, he's here, rather than, yeah. oh, he's got, gone, gone off and got dressed and, and you know, he's, he's put his outfit on and, and stuff. And now he's here. Yeah, he's so got changed and come back. Stormed to the ring, grabbed himself a, a the garbage pail full of weapons. You know, screamed at someone to hit his music, and off he goes. I get go and you know get taped up and changed up, and you know put his wrestling outfit on before coming out. Less so. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, it's just the um, 
the details. Before we get into our overall view of the cards, obviously I did say at the beginning there is a Dave Meltzer ranking system to go through. We have established that Jerry Lynn versus Justin Credible got three and not one quarter stars. So what did you think Chris Candido, Lance Storm got? Um, I'm going to think he was a little bit stingy on that, and I'm going to say two and a half. That was three and a quarter again. Oh, okay. Yeah, I good on Dave. I think that's about right. Uh, Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. Um, I think he probably went a bit higher, like three and a half, four stars. Yeah. Okay. Dave like this. Um, the tag team title match, RVD Sabu versus Hayabusa and Zaki. I mean, that, that's that got to be four and a half. Two stars. Oh, well, oh. this is the, the match type that he is now famous eight stars, yeah. For, yeah. for creaming over. You know, this is yeah. this is the type of match now that he he just wets himself over and will just shout anyone down who talks about spot fests and no storytelling and no psychology and all the rest of it. So to to have yeah. that kind of, you know, I don't know which one had been rude to him, whether it was RVD or Sabu, but for him to have that kind of really just, you know, that 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 feels like just a, a dig rather than anything else. Especially as that's generally the match that this card's remembered for. Yeah. Um, yeah, the FTW title match. Three. Yeah, three and three quarters. Three and three quarters. And I mean that. Mate- I, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's higher than almost all matches on this card. Yes, yeah, the second highest. <sighs> okay. Uh, main event. I mean, I'm hoping that's less than two stars. Uh, two and one quarter. Oh, I mean... Mm. But still, it's still better than the other match. Still better than RVD by a quarter star. Yeah, the worst match on the card is RVD and Sabu versus uh, Shinsuke and, and Hayabusa. That sounds absolutely Acor- legit. According to Dave Meltzer, just in case people just... <laughs> Emerges a soundbite. Yeah, to, no. to to quote our, our the, the the brilliant um, something to wrestle FDM on that one. So um, yeah, um, but we do need to pick a match to watch. Obviously, we do the match to watch every week. Where would you go for that two star classic? I'm going for the two star classic. I I I think that. Um, uh, I would love people to watch that match for two reasons. One, uh, that's one reason per star. One, um, because I personally thought it was the greatest match on the card. And two, because if you are in agreement with Dave Meltzer, I'd like to know why. Not in a whole kind of, you know, yeah, fuck you, you're wrong kind of way. But, you know, if, there, if, if this match is leaving you cold then I'd love to know what it was about this match that left you cold. Is it because you felt it was too spotty and less, you know, story? Is it that you, you, you weren't invested in some of it because, you know, it's going to be a lot of fake finishes and, you know, a lot of supermen who can deal with anything. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to know. <clears throat> yeah, no, I massively agree. I mean, I, I think that's the match for all the reasons you've said. I think it holds up. I think it holds up probably and fits in better now than it did then which is um, a weird thing to say. But yeah, I, I think it fits perfectly. And uh, yeah, it's a much-watched thing. But more importantly, it's a much-watched card. It's um, yeah, it's easily, easily, apart from the excitement of getting to the first pay-per-view, I, I think this is easily the um, the best pay-per-view we've seen for ECW. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed some of the specials. I've enjoyed some of the pay-per-views. Everyone knows I love a palooza. Um, big fan of november to remembers but this top to bottom um just has that big card feel every every single person feels like except maybe the main event feels like they've gone out of their way to to raise their game on it everyone's you know wants to go out there and steal the show 
and uh, especially as like we said, there's only actually technically one sort of real title match on this. Yeah, you know, you think no, no world title, no TV title. I'm obviously like Taz, but it's not the same. But so you think to have sort of that and deliver this, and that's in the middle of the card. That's, yeah, that's that's absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um. So yeah, make sure you go check that out on the network if you do not own it. It's always worth a watch. Uh, you can get involved in the conversation if you do think it was two star at underscore sports arena on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear your opinions. Like we said, it's not an fu. We just want to know why you would think that. It's totally cool. Um, we'll be back next week with more ECW Hardcore TV. We want to see the fallout from this show. We're expecting a lot of highlights, but we're hoping with a little bit of wrestling in between to give us something fresh to discuss. But uh, Some more two-star yeah. classics. Some more two-star classics. Loving it. Um, go back and watch it if you haven't. And um, yeah, thank you very much for listening for Extreme Rewind. And we'll be back next week. Cut the fucking podcast. <laughs>